Yo, what's up? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Yo, Talin, some things are different. Uh, we are not yeah. together. So what's going on, man? Why why are we apart this time going around? This this time, you know, just some things just fell through the cracks. I actually sat in traffic for about two hours today. So um, it's it was actually pretty tough, but it's cool. You know, we bounce back. We make it happen. We make it do anything. So, yeah. but hey, here we are. We're not going to stop. We're going to give people what they want. Um, and we're going to give you guys a good listen tonight, even though we can't be together. So, yeah, it's going to be good, actually. I'm kind of excited to kind of record remotely because we just yeah. looked into Zoom. And so hopefully this goes well. But so, man, I just want to I want to know, like, how have been people talking about the podcast? Like, like so I actually had a I actually had a girl from church. Um, she saw that I posted something about it. And she walked into me and was like, I listened to you and Nate. I'm like, oh, you know Nate? And she's like, no, but I listened to the podcast, and um, which was really cool. It was a really cool, like, even if it was just one person, it was really cool to hear that somebody out there was, like, listening to what we had to say. So um, I asked her what she thought about it. She told me that, you know, she thinks that our chemistry is well. We vibe well together, and my, my stepdad loves it. And so uh, he'll be watching every week. He's a, he's a watcher now, and my mom. And, um, so got to get more people in it, but I feel like we yeah. did a really good job. I feel like our vibe was well. I feel like Michaela being an addition to it worked really well. Um, so yeah, no complaints. Yeah, no, what, I what thought it you, was. What, what are you thinking? It's, I mean, it's it's crazy because I've been doing this for about a year now. It's like old man, uh, but I've been yeah. recording for about a year, and so uh, I've seen the highs and lows of just views and people watching and listening. But like I said, I just got tired of doing it alone. And um, yeah. like, like you guys heard, like the audience heard on the podcast last week, like or two weeks ago, Thanksgiving, I just was like, I want to do this with someone. And I really do feel like our chemistry is something that's good. And so people have just been telling me and they can tell that they've been waiting for me to do Find it with somebody, somebody else. So uh, it's actually been really good. I've been excited. I actually, I was telling, who was it? I think I was telling one of the interns at my church, but just like, I feel rejuvenated about doing the podcast. Uh, because I'm doing it with somebody else. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's a blessing and it's I love huge. it. And so it's we huge. just want to thank y'all for listening. Like, yeah, it's, I thank people every week and it's just been, it's just been a blast, like getting back to recording and people are loving it. And so we got the new graphic now too, which I'm excited oh, for that. To, they don't even have that, that yet. To, I'm hey. excited for that to be posted and uh, we'll see where that goes, man. I'm yeah. It's going to be a cool thing when we're actually deep into this thing and, we're getting 150,000 views every Wednesday oh, because oh. people love us. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go. So, yeah, well, guys, hey, again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about a different couple a couple, different couple of things. Uh, we're, gonna, we're about to talk about the Lakers and how they're the best team in the league. Uh, of course. And then we're going to talk about Juice World because it's a topic that's relevant to us right now. Um, and then – our lead well young leader topic or our topic for leadership um, is going to be Talin's idea of your 41 and I'm coming in not knowing it either. So I'm excited to learn, um, learn from you and glean from you. And so let's get into it, bro. So first let's talk about them Lakers. Let's talk Man, about them dude, Lakers. It's, it's crazy. Cause I have a best friend who is a diehard, like um, super big into like Seattle basketball. And when Seattle left, obviously, um, moved to OKC. OKC sucks now, so he's rocking with the Houston Rockets. And it's like, bro, like Houston Rockets are never going <laughs> to be as good as the Lakers are with Anthony Davis. It's just not going to ever happen. Um, and uh, here we are, uh, what? Not even partway through the season. 
what's the record? Like 19 and 4, 19 and 3. 21 and 3. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. 21 and 3, baby. Like, we're dominating the league. So, is John Asher a Lakers fan? No. So, (laughs) love you, John. But John Asher is a fan of people who win. And so... So he was a Warriors fan last year, and he's going to jump on the Lakers bandwagon this no, year. No, I don't think he's on the Lakers bandwagon because he <laughs> does not like LeBron. But I think what's happening is that he's this basketball is like like he's like we'll be back next year. We got Clay, yeah. Steph, Draymond's coming back, and but I was talking to this with someone. I was like, the Warriors went from the best team in the NBA to the yeah. worst team I've never seen. In any sport, I've never seen it that – I mean, like, the Eagles last year, like, did it. They won the Super Bowl two years ago, and then were a little bit worse. But, like, they went from – they didn't go from best to worst. They went from best to mediocre. And so – The Rams did the same thing, man. The Rams came in hot from the Super Bowl, and they – I mean, obviously, they lost that Super Bowl, so they didn't really win. But they went to the Super Bowl, and they came back this year. And what are they, like, seven now and six or something? Because they just beat our eight and six now. Eight and five because they just beat us. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they just beat us. But still, like, it's just like they, they, they came in not good. And now they're fighting for a playoff spot, you know? Like, yes. Yes, they But what do, you think about, what do you think about Caruso? Hey, listen. LeBron posted this white picture. Boy he got, said – White boy got ups, bro. He said, go, brow and king that's it that's it that that's the that's the three right there that's the dude three. got uppers bro danny green missed that three he came up out of nowhere and was like yaka <laughs> <laughs> yaka bro he was disgusting and i was like amazed sitting there watching the game i'm thinking like bro this this caruso guy is going to change the dynamic of like how the lakers play because his energy is just beyond like I mean, obviously, you got Braun who can yam on anybody, and then you got yeah. AD who's AD, you know. Danny yeah. Green can shoot, but Caruso's energy is just like, bro, you're not finding another white guy in the league like that, dog. Nope. That I'm boy sorry. is open. But that think about every championship team that we know. All of them have that white boy that just hoops. Like, all of yeah. them. Even if, it's a white, even if it's a white boy from Lithuania, like, they have some dude <laughs> who's going to just ball out. <laughs> what about – did you see the – did you see this Lakers game the, the other night where um, you had uh, – what's his name? Um, Westbrook go up for a layup, right? Westbrook goes up for a layup, and uh, he walks back to the bench, and he calls game over. Oh, I did see that. Game over, game over, game over. And he's hyped, like, bro, we just won the game. And then his boy, some other dude on the – I can't remember. What's the guy's name on the Sacramento Kings? Like, it was like Beldovich or something like that. And he just comes and Dagger. soaks it. Look, and then he goes like this and was like, I call game. <laughs> I call game. <laughs> Tell me that That's is me. not the most iconic thing in the world, bro. He walks off and says, I call game. Peak well, this, bro. This is the fact of the matter, though. The Rockets aren't – Russell Westbrook and James Harden will never win a championship. Not to Never. Not I don't think they'll ever win him apart. Oh, you don't think so? Because look, like James. If, if James gets if James gets a piece around him that's like, like around him that's like there dude, to support him and not be the, the star of the show. Yeah. The year with Chris right. Paul. The years with Chris Paul to me were like the years they had to win it, especially when they had yeah. the Warriors against the ropes, like. You got to win that series, and they did it. And I think, yeah, I think, I just Russell Westbrook isn't a terrible player. He's in the NBA. I'm not okay, but 
what I do think is the issue is that he's just not hoping. Like, he's hoping, but you can drop triple-doubles every night. But if it's not making wins happen, if it's not yeah. making dubs happen, then it, it to me, it does not. I don't care if you drop 60 a night. If you are not winning, it does not matter. Yeah. But this is this is for all my people out there that, that think that, like, um, oh, Talen's a bandwagon fan. He's only like LeBron. And it's like, bro, I started off in this league not even a LeBron fan. Still to this day, not really, really a LeBron fan. I started off in this – I. <laughs> Yeah, a, yeah okay yeah bet um that's a that's a topic for a different for a different discussion but anyway so um i started off a seattle fan 100 percent seattle fan ray lewis and uh um uh, not ray lewis uh uh ray allen sorry and mm-hmm. Rashard lewis were two of my favorite basketball players like seattle sonics um but uh once they left my stepdad was a diehard lakers fan so that's all we watched at the house was lakers so from eighth grade on Literally, I just fell in love with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was my mm-hmm. favorite player. Kobe Bryant was the GOAT. Nobody can tell me nothing else. So I've been a Lakers fan for 10 years plus now. And it's not just like a – this is through thick and thin. This is like Go Lake Show when they were only winning six, seven, eight games out of, you know, the 30 that they had played or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, th- we were not good for a very long time, and I stuck through. So yeah. now that we're riding and we're good again, I am going to shout go Lakers a lot more because we're better. Why not? So, I mean, come on. So I think just I just a PSA. That's a PSA for all of the people who think that Alton's a bandwagon fan. Hop up off me. I've been a fan since 08. <laughs> so I think I just changed the video. So the video just changed on people. It had me as a small view and you as like a huge view. And now we're side to side. So I think that'll be better. Um, <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> but um, that being said, no, I agree with you, bro. I So for me, I became a Lakers fan. So my dad is an Eagles fan and a Sixers fan. And so I was like huge into the Eagles, obviously, and huge yep. into the, huge into the um, Sixers. And then I watched Kobe. And I was like, this man, this man's incredible. I'm backing up from the camera. Yeah. This man is incre- incredible. So I got hooked on. And honestly, they were winning. So they started winning. I hopped on at the perfect time, about like same time, like you're saying, like 08, 09. And they started winning chips. And I was like, well, I made it. Like, Look at, look on, at us. I hopped on at the right time. And so. Look um, at us. But also LeBron, if you ever seen me play basketball. No, I'm not LeBron. But like I try to do everything that he does in this game. The fadeaway shoot, the fadeaway shot. Like I try the way he kicks back and kicks his foot up. Like I try to do it all. Uh, he was the guy I copied my basketball game. Which okay, but great. let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Just a quick question. So when you have a balled up piece of paper and you're shooting it into the garbage can, what do you yell? Uh, I yell Kobe. Okay, that's obvious. <laughs> that's obvious that I'm yelling Kobe. It's no one goes LeBron. Now, if I'm dunking exactly. on you, exactly. No one. If I'm goes dunking LeBron. on you, if I'm dunking on you, I'm yelling LeBron. No one, no one grabs the basketball and they're like, LeBron, Jordan. It's always Kobe. Why? Because right. Kobe was a walking bucket, baby. So, you know what? Let's just do it because we got time. I got time today. Kobe was a walking bucket, bro. Kobe's better you. than – Kobe's the best Laker. Okay. I mean, yes. Okay, that, that's true. But 
who's the greatest player of all time? We're going to get into it. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. All right, so I got a question. LeBron wins a chip this year and wins league MVP and finals MVP. Just saying if he does, right? Okay, okay. That's – I think he – I think he's tied – I think he'd be tied with um, MJ and, uh, and MVPs at least or something. Anyway, all I'm saying is what does LeBron – because I think LeBron is closer than people are saying. Because what we can't say is we can't say Michael Jordan's untouchable. And, and no, I wouldn't it. say untouchable. I wouldn't say he's untouchable. Because I think LeBron's closer than a lot of people are giving him credit for. He has, to me, at least five years left in the tank. Um, and so that's five years, especially with this team. I mean, now we don't know what AD is going to do next year. <laughs> But Michael has done more in the time of the league than, than LeBron has for the time he's been in the league. I'm just saying, though. But longevity has to do something. Now, obviously, LeBron came in at 18, so we had more years. And so, like, my argument is I never watched Michael Jordan play. That's not my guy. So, yeah. when people, when, so when people are like, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, I'm like, to you, but I never watched his games. I watched whose games? I watched – I watched LeBron James. That boy was a walk-it. To me, a walk-it Very bucket. True. If but he's that's, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, I've never watched Larry Bird play, or I've never watched – for that Will, matter, I've never, I've never watched Michael – I've never watched Michael Jordan play, for that matter. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, there's things that he has done that are just like, uh, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the guy is just – he's goat. He's goat talk, bro. Like, <laughs> he's and goat then talk. People, people, people put on those, those, you know, Facebook videos, and they're like – making these compilations of him. Oh, look at the D he's guarded by. Nobody's guarding him. Look how easy – bro, you pick the easiest plays. I don't it's know nobody, that It's because nobody could guard him. Nobody exactly. could guard him. Exactly. It's the, it's the same thing when people say, um, well, LeBron's just too big. Like, LeBron's – that's his body. I was like, because he is a human specimen and worked out that way and God granted him with his body. <laughs> You're going to use it. He gonna hoop. No, very so, true. Very true. All I'm saying is, in the goat conversation, obviously for me, I'm saying LeBron is close. He is my goat, and I just think, man, if he gets the chip, the the MVP and the Finals MVP, and when he passes MJ in points, I, I don't know, man. Or he did yeah. pass MJ in points, I think, but I don't know, man. I'm just like, I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll I think see. It's, close. it's a it's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of talk behind that one where you can talk up stats and stats mean a lot. And then you can talk up championships and then people have more championships than, than Michael. So are they better than Michael? So there's, I mean, there's so much that goes into it, but personally, just the way Michael finessed the game, I just feel like he personally he's the best, you know? Like, and he, he made the game what it was for LeBron. Yeah, people for can, people Kobe, competed for... to be my, people competed to be Michael, like whether or no, not you like yeah. it, like people wanted to be better than Michael, like LeBron James, wants to get his name better than I mean he's already doing things that Michael has you know he's already superseded Michael but like he wants to do things that Michael couldn't do so he's out he's out trying to do what the goat already established I know man but the cool thing is is he's doing it a different way <laughs> he's doing it I, man this talk is going to go on forever right like no one's yeah. going to ever be like nope he's go he's no it's going to go on forever and so exactly I think we're just going to have to deal with it. But that being said, Lakers, 
hey, we'll see y'all in the Western Conference. Ooh. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. We're taking on all birds. Hey, we want the I clips. Think we're winning cha- we're we want the rockets this year. We want the wood. Wait, we want. <laughs> we want. We want everybody. And speaking of speaking of Clippers, before you before we switch topics, I just really want to say that I'm not a huge fan of Patrick Beverly at all. No. No. I think Patrick Beverly is just a wild child. I think he's too. He called him a wild child. His defense is like his defense is good. I think the guy is a good basketball player, but like he's the kind of guy that if I step on the floor and I'm playing him, we probably go blow to blow. Truthfully, Mm. just because he's too much. Am I wrong? He is. He is is a lot. He is a a lot. lot. Yeah, he's a lot. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just. Go Lakers. Go hey, That's that's what we're in with. Go Lakers. Because <laughs> honestly, we have a lot of people who do not care about this conversation, but they're going to have to deal with it because it's our podcast. And yep. so um, now that we're talking about the Youth of the Nation podcast, um, we're going to go into a little bit. This is a terrible transition. Terrible, terrible transition. But Talena brought up the idea, hey, let's talk about Juice World. Let's talk about what happened. Um, I don't know a lot about the situation, so I don't know if you know more about the situation. Well, I know, I know enough to say that drugs were a big factor into why he is not with us anymore. I know that uh, lean plays a big factor in why people have seizures at young ages. And um, that goes to say for Rick Ross and Lil Wayne and all those other rappers and artists who, that do lean and have had seizures because of it. And it's just – it's one thing where you get a rapper like Juice World who – was woke and he was smart and he was intelligent and he he had his head on his shoulders but he was trying to be um, a part of the game you know and I felt like you know artists deal with stuff that we as people don't know because we're not artists you know like we're not celebrities we don't have a million cameras in our faces so we don't know what it's like to be in that limelight so they handled things in different ways but I just feel like as people who are leaders in this community need to say like dude that stuff's not tight like at all and we're losing people at young ages and it's just not cool drugs are taking people out little peep died from a drug overdose and then mac miller died from taking drugs and then juice world died from a seizure because of drugs and it's just like we're losing losing too many people and i think that that there needs to be a message from somebody who has their head on their shoulders um not perfect but has their head on their shoulders saying like this is the example that we're getting so let's not follow that you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that sucks. That sucks to see somebody like Juice World go. Yeah, and I think, I think it's also a question of, like, it's a mix of culture or what it is today because, again, I've heard this said a lot lately. We are the most connected generation but the most separated generation. And yeah. so we have a lot of people who feel like they're connected and feel like, yo – Look what I'm doing. But in reality, you have a lot of people who are depressed and are um, are alone. And so I would say, like, respect to, like, the people that they've impacted. Um, but, like, but like you're saying, like, it's just there has to be a message. And good thing we know the message. I think it has to be a guy that's that age that's making music like that, but is sharing a message of Jesus. Like, honestly, straight up, like. Or a message yeah. that is, yo, I'm in the game, but I'm not. Because you heard, I don't know if you heard the guy, but one of the guys after Juice World passed said, 
hey, drugs aren't cool. And I was like, we, we knew that. Like, you don't. Yeah, that's, that's not something that we are learning today. Um, but I think that now that this is happening, it sucks that it takes someone passing away for people to be like, hey, drugs aren't cool. But if that's what they're going to do to let kids know, like, hey, don't do drugs, then I'm all for it. I'll like, I saw it. Yeah. Trippy Red. He's a, another artist who hopped online and was like, we're not doing it. Um, he mentioned another drug that he's going to continue to do. Uh, but he's like, we're not doing it anymore. We're done. And it's like, no, that should have been the message back when Little Peep died. Uh, not yeah. just now. You know what I mean? And so, um, I mean, but there's so much that goes into that. There's a lot of people who do drugs, not even artists. There's a lot of people that do drugs. And it's, it's just one of those things where in this culture, like you said, culture, um, mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with just, you know, uh, whether or not you want to call like weed a gateway drug or whatever. It has a lot to do with people starting off doing small things. Um, and it turns into things that, you know, like depression, anxiety turn into things where they're taking Xanax pills and popping Xannies and drinking lean and hanging out because it's a cool thing to do and have time. Hey, bro, you you're talking do about these drugs and like, bro, I'm just playing. <laughs> you're but like, I'm just saying though, you, like, but, uh, <laughs> but it, it's just it like, but you hear about it in today's music. That's literally what's talked about. Yeah. I, all right. So I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. All right. Because yeah. I think we have to be very careful with the way we use, and again, rest in peace and, you know, it's sad and I'm not trying to like, I'm going to sound like a jerk and you can like kick me off the podcast if you want, but I think we got to be careful with the word legendary and careful with the word of impact. Now, I believe that there's impact that there was, like there was in people's lives, but the word legendary or, and it's not that I have beef with the word legendary. I have beef with how we put these people on platforms gotcha. uh, to, to two kids. And we're like, yo, you know, and again, rest in peace. I get that. But I just think when we put platforms ahead, like when we put platforms on people or we, even before they pass away and we look at like what they're actually saying and singing or rapping about, and before we catch ourselves, we're like, oh, man, our kids are doing this and doing that. And I think it's because the platform that we give people. And so I just think it's it's sad that that happened. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to show fake love like I feel like a lot of people do. Um, I didn't listen to his music. And so that being said, I see the impact because I'm on Twitter. People are like, yo, rest in peace. And I see the impact. But for Nate personally, I don't, you know, I'm not like. Man, music was legendary. And because that's what they did with Nipsey Hussle too, right? It's like all these kids were like, yo, man, I've been listening to the net forever. I promise you, okay? Nipsey Hussle is a legend. But there's very few people who who actually listen to Nipsey Hussle. Why? Very true. Because Nipsey Hussle was – he's not underground, but he was banging. But there's not people who are like – until Grand Nipsey Hussle Life was, came out. And Nipsey Hussle when, was never really a mainstream artist either. Like, mm-hmm. he was very, very low-key. Like, he never had – I mean, he didn't really have songs on the radio. He was never that guy that was, like, out there, out there. You know what I mean? He was definitely popular. Don't get me wrong. People loved him. Um, and what he did for the culture, what he did for his city, whole different story. But, like, he was never that guy when it came to, like, radio music and selling out arenas. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Nipsey Hussle is a, a phenomenal artist, bro. I, like – like diving into his music after he passed away because i'm i'm a 
I listened to Nipsey when I was in high school. And then once I graduated, it kind of like fell off because I listened to a lot of his older stuff. Um, but I didn't really start jumping back into it until he passed away. And then all those old songs came back and you're like, this is why he's not mainstream because he talked about things that weren't yeah. mainstream. You know what I mean? Like he talked, he talked and, and people don't want to hear that kind of talk. People want to hear what Juice World was speaking on. And like, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it just, it's such a different, it's such a different vibe. But yeah, go to legendary legendary juice world's music was not legendary juice world was not a legend but his music did impact people so his totally impact was great Won't even i, I totally, I totally understand what you what you mean when you say that but we can't call everybody a legend that passes away we can't we can't so i yeah i think we just got to be careful because yeah like when i think of legendary I think, and again, I'm thinking of my view of music and what I enjoy and like the dudes like trippy and all that music. It's just not music. I enjoy. I just don't, I'm not like, yo, that's I don't. But, but, but being connected to social media, you hear that stuff randomly. And so that's how, yes. I mean, bro, you can check my playlist. I don't listen to that stuff. I listen to juice world. Uh, he listens to Laney and uh, Harry Styles. There you go. But like, it's, it's, it's just it's just one of those things where like yeah. like Juice Juice World was not like top five on my playlist, but it, like if you check my playlist, he definitely had a couple songs being played. Like so, there was not like an impact on my life, but um, it's just sad, man. The drugs it, have it's, to be put, and that's the part. Like obviously, I'm getting have to be put I'm down. getting into nuance, but it's just sad that you have. And you know what? Since this is a Youth of the Nation podcast, the reason that I think we bring this up is because. Um, a lot of people see like signs of like where people are like not doing the right thing um, and we don't call it out and so before it's too late I was just listening to my pastor today and he said if you wait to get help in crisis it's too late hmm. because you're in crisis you've you've either fallen or you've been hurt or you've hurt yourself like there's no way outside of crisis. And so I, I just think it's true. I think we have to be able to find kids, find students, find young people, find peers, find older people um, and say, yo, I'm in crisis or I see that you're in crisis and I want to pull you out of it now yeah. uh, instead of waiting till I see a hashtag and it's your name. Because I don't, my biggest prayer with any student I have is I do not want to see your name as a hashtag or your face on a t-shirt. Like Crazy. that's just not where I want to be at. And so yeah. I think we just gotta, we gotta, if we're going to talk about the youth of the nation, um, kids yeah. are, kids are going to be susceptible to whatever they see. TikTok is huge. Why? It's because they see it. It's quick. It's fast. So trends happen. You have dummies like standing up over a camera, throwing things up and hitting their heads. Why? Cause they're seeing it. It's happening. And so Yep. Yeah. So it's your challenge. Man. Like everything catches on to the young people, and they grasp it. They hold on to it, and it's something that they they want. They want to feel that excitement of what everyone else is doing. And so that's why um, I feel like when you get moments like this, and you can have conversations like this, it's best to talk about like what's important. So Juice World, he passed away. He passed away because he was on drugs. Kids, please put the drugs down. It's not cool drugs down amen bro amen i think there's there's change change is going to happen jesus said so 
Jesus said yeah. it was going to happen. Um, but we got to continue to do our work because we're fighting a different battle than they fought in music and culture five, five years ago. Like, it's just different. It's crazy, And so, right? um, and the crazy thing is rap culture has always been the same to me of like glorifying drugs and glorifying like the, the bad stuff. And I just think we just got to glorify the greater God, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah I think it's, man, I think it's, I think what you're saying is true though, is the impact is there, right? But we got to come alongside kids yep, outside of crisis so they don't even get to crisis. And so, yep. um, but yeah, man. <laughs> hey man, thanks for, thanks for diving in on that topic. That was a good topic, for man. Sure. I, for sure, I man. I think that was great. Um, so, hey. Y'all, we're going to take a break real quick. Obviously, the video just jumps straight to the next part of the podcast. Uh, But for the audio, we're going to go ahead and check out this ad. So thanks for listening. We'll be back in a second. youth of the nation podcast what's up what's up up? man we just had some deep conversations but hey let's move on to some positive notes um i have a thought nate Um, tell me so every other every other week we do um uh, someone brings a thought and last week nate brought the thought of giving honor um and recognition to the people uh, below us and above us um and being thankful you and I was going through my devotions this weekend, and I'm reading this uh, this this devotion called um, "41 Will Come," and I, and I think that it's I think that it's something that is, is is prevalent to what students are going through right now, especially in the midst of everything that's happening in the in the industry of music, like Juice World passing, and yeah. and the industry of politics and and everything that's happening in our world right now. It's like, we're living in dark ages. When will our 41 come? Um, and, and the meaning of this is is for 40 days and 40 nights, um, it rains for Noah, mm-hmm. right? 41 came and it stopped. That's tough. Jesus Jesus was tempted for 40 days by Satan. Day 41 came and, and, and it stopped. That's tough. Right? David and Goliath, yeah, they, David, was haunted and taunted in his city by Goliath 40 days 41 came and 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 David knocked down the beast so so my my thought behind this Nate and I think you can jump in and, and speak on this well as well but our 41 is going to come meaning we're going through hardship and things are going to get hard my life right now I've been fighting anxiety for the last two weeks and it's been tough um but I'm believing that my 41 is going to come and I'm going to walk out of this because I believe that Jesus has a plan and a purpose for my life and I'm ready for my 41 to come. Nate, what do you think about 41 being a significant number and coming? And it's not about 41. It's more of the thought that you're going to get out of the dark places you're in. Don't give up. Yeah. I, as a, I, as a leader, how do you walk yeah. through, how do you walk through that with your students or how do you walk through that in your personal life? So um, I'm speaking at the Washington Federal Ranch uh, summer reunion this weekend. Super yeah. excited for it. And I love that thought. I'm actually going to take that just so you know. Um, but I think it's, I think it's true. I think we as believers have become professional believers. And so the faith aspect gets taken out 
because what do we do? Sunday, we do church. Wednesday, if we yep. have Wednesday youth group, we do church. And then, shoot, we go through our week, and then we'll help out in a little events here and there. And think what that takes is it takes faith, and it takes longevity. And yeah. that's what it takes for our kids. We have to have faith, and we have to have yep. longevity with them. Yep. Right? So, because could you imagine, like, Mike, I was actually asked my, asked my Young Life guys this. I said, yo, what if you guys were freaking out, and then I started freaking out as well? Wow. They said, Nate, you're, you're a dude. Like, if you're not well, we know it's not right. Like, wow. if you're not doing good, we know it's not good. And I was like, yeah. that's deep. And so what, I'm, what you're saying is like, if Nate can't see the 41, they're not going to see the 41. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus knew, like, bro, I'm about to get out this temptation, no doubt. But as a reader, I go, man, Jesus, and he gets out of the 41, and the angels mm-hmm. come take care of him. Um, like mm-hmm. you said, with David, like, I just think, I just think it's, people are going to look at us and say, what are they going to do in the 40? And if yeah. the 40 can be leaning on God, when the 41 comes, we'll know, we know it's coming instead of kids yeah. going like, cause kids are living every day, like in the, in the 40th day, like it's going to happen again and again and again. Yeah. Um, dude that's good that's a good and vibe. i think i think that sometimes i mean and it's so hard to unwrap it because it's like man i i, I find myself going through a 40 all the time um not a 40 ounce i'm talking about 40 days of of <laughs> of trouble but i find myself going through stuff all the time um and and it's up to me to determine how i'm going to handle that so am i going to lean in more to jesus or am i going to lean into a vice Am I going to find myself praying and reading my Bible more? Or am I going to go talk to a therapist about what I need to do to get out of this hump yes. I'm in? That's all on me to figure out. But I know that in the end, if I put my faith in the, 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 in the higher power, the one who I know can get me out of the situation, just like David did, or, or, or just like uh, 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 Peter did when he stepped out on the boat in faith and, and walked on water, it's, it's all about stepping out in faith. And I know that yeah. when I step out in faith, and I believe that Jesus is going to change my heart from the inside out and help me change the kids that are going through that 40 and that 41 come and things in their life hasn't changed. Um, it's, it's, it's up to me now to now take on that aspect of like, Hey, I'm going to walk you through this. And you said it clear. You hit the nail on the head when you said, if I'm not okay, they know that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also okay to not be okay. That's true. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, you got to be okay. But like the goal I always realize is that in leadership, like I think about Jesus, right. And he's Jesus. And when there was something that wasn't okay, the disciples were always looking at him like, what are you about to do? What are you going to do? And what did Jesus always do? What he either did to me, he either did two things. He either made it happen or he told them to make it happen yep so he either said we about i'm about to get us out this into the 41 or yep. y'all gonna get us to the 41 yeah that was it yep. like i always i i love i love the scripture of the 5,000 of when they're like hey you gotta send these people home because we ain't got enough money to feed them and jesus wow. goes you feed them they're in their 40 they have no idea. They're just kicking it with Jesus. They don't, it's not even the 40 of suffering. They're just kicking it. They don't even know they're hungry yeah. anymore. They're just yeah. chilling, yeah. right? But these people are hung- going, these people are going hungry. 
And as they're looking at like, yo, we got to get out of this because we don't have enough money. Jesus says, no, you, you guys do it. And so wow. I think, wow, because what I'm learning in my therapy is like, I have to start taking initiative over my life. Like yeah. I have to go, no, it's not okay. And I have to like make, make it happen. I have to work on it. And obviously with the yeah. faith of Jesus, but I just think there's, there's a theme in scripture. That's this idea of like, God's with you, but what you going to do with it? What are you wow. going to do? So good. So, so good. I don't know, man. And then you, just, you start thinking about, you start thinking about like when you, when you think about the, the 41, you break down each one of those stories and, and, and like with David and Goliath, uh, that's a beast in his life that he had to take down. And so you, you talk about that aspect of God being with you. What are you going to do with it? Jesus was with David the entire time. He could have did it on the second day, but it took him 40 days to figure that out. You know what I mean? Jesus was with him the entire time. What are you going to do with it? So how long are we going to sit in the midst of like the darkness we're going through? When are we going to let Jesus overcome that, that feeling of, you know, Hey, I'm stuck. Um, it's like, nah, what beast are you facing? Is it, is it, is it your parents? Is it relationships? Is it, you know, uh, sickness? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Like, what is it that you're going to allow yeah. Jesus to walk you out of? Uh, and I think that right now with that 41 coming, it's time for us to buckle up and say, God, I, I'm struggling, but, but here I am. I'm about to walk out. Um, and uh, I think that's the biggest part of when I think of the 41 will come, meaning you're going to get out of any situation you're going through because yeah. you got Jesus with you. So. Yeah, dude, I, that thought is good. And I just think if we can encourage youth leaders and youth pastors, I would say uh, realize that we, we know, um, like one of my early talks was the idea of ministry anxiety or like ministry burnout. And so you mm -hmm. might be in your 40 right now. Like, yo, I don't know how I'm about to get to this next week. I don't know how are they going to keep paying me. The church can't keep it like just like crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, like hear what Talin is saying. The 41 is coming. It's all, it's always coming. I think, like I said, with professional Christianity, we're just like, well, this is life. I suffer. Yep. God told me to suffer. I suffered. This is what God want me to do. And I was like, no, no, God sent Jesus for a reason. Like he sent his son, mm -hmm. like there's his son was here for a reason. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I just think I'd say youth leaders, youth pastors, when you're almost at the end of your rope, um no oh, no this, the 41's coming this this was good hear this another again another thing from my pastor he says when you're at the end of your rope grab somebody else's rope and tie your rope to it and keep going wow right like we're at the end of our rope what do we do we usually go well i made it to the end but there's always somebody else who's pulling the rope a little bit harder than you who's a little bit further along and can say oh let's tie it you come with me yeah and I always had, a, always had my pastor, my mentor told me, you know, find somebody whose life you want to be like um, and, and follow, the, follow what they did. So in, in my eyes, you know, I got a couple of pastors who are married who I'm like, I want to be when I get married exactly who that person is. So, hey, yo, let's sit down, get coffee, talk to me. What are you doing in your world right now that is helping you yeah. get through what you're going through? How is your marriage so strong? Cause I need that aspect. So it, I think it ties along with when you find that rope of somebody else, follow them. When you are seeing somebody else who's killing it in life, grab a hold of who they are and, and not saying like pick up everything that they're doing. But when you find somebody who's got it right, why not chase what they've already done? So that way you're not making those same mistakes. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's good, bro. It's man. It's, that's uh, good. Those, yeah, man, that 41 will come is still something that is going to sit with me for a while. And hopefully I get to preach that at undivided soon. Taylor, if you're listening to hey, this. Hey, a preacher. For real, for real. Taylor, Talinda hit me up, dog. Play. Hey, 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 Taylor, swing the check. No, I'm playing. <laughs> swing the check, though. Where the shoes at? No, I'm playing. Uh, but, yeah, man, that's good. Thanks for that thought. Thanks for – I mean, that's going to encourage some people. I hope it does. Like, yo, youth leader, youth pastor, be encouraged. Like, you might hit the end of your rope. Or young person, because we have a lot of young people. Like you said, young people listening to this. You might have hit the end of your rope. Tie it. The 41's coming. And the angels, Jesus is coming to take care of you. Because um, also the thing is God, I know this sounds crazy, but God uses tough times in our lives to teach us, to give yep. us faith. Now, I'm not saying God is going to send crazy death and send all these kinds of things. But what I'm saying is, is a lot of people say, how could a good God make bad things happen? Well, I say, and I say, when, when, when you're in the trenches, when it's hard, that's where you learn. That's where you grow. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. learns math by just knowing it all the time. They have to get a little challenged a little bit, learn wow. it, and then apply it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, wow. It takes no practice, doubt. bro. It takes yep. practice. So, hey, guys. Uh, hey, Talin, that was, Talin was preaching on that thought. Show. Um, so, How hey. to bring one. How to bring one. Hey, I'm excited to see what you bring to us uh, in two weeks. In two weeks, you came with the heat. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. This is um, our second episode with us two. And, I mean, I love recording with you, Tulane. Like, it's, I'm, yeah, having it's so, so awesome. I'm having so much fun. So, hey, we pray that this Zoom call goes well. I think it did. It's still recording. We're looking great. And so this episode will be dropping on Thursday. Obviously, you'll all be listening to it. And then we'll be dropping in two weeks, every other week. And hey, if you guys are like, yo, I want this every week, um, not going to happen. No, I'm playing. Uh, we'd love to know. Like, if you think every week is yeah. better for you, that'd be, I mean, I'm cool with that. We can do that. Yeah. That's, that's no issue. Because um, sure. now, now we can do these. And so if you guys would be down with that, let me know. And also what we want to know as well is, do you like the Zoom call or do you like the live, uh, live setting more? Um, I have my own opinions, but shoot, hey, let's be, let's be about the people. And so new graphic is dropping. Um, new episode is dropping on Thursday. A lot of stuff is going crazy. Did so. you say merch? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but sure, we might have to do that. We might have to do that. Youth of the Nation podcast sweatshirt. What? <laughs> yep. We're getting that. I know, I know a guy who's getting that. Easy. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Dad hats? Dad hats, bro. All right. Hey, on the way soon, Youth of the Nation podcast merch. We're saying it right now. We said it. Let's go. We said it. Let's go. It's in we there. We said it. We probably get some people to cop that. I, yeah, 100%. Taylor would. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, no. That's big, that's, big promo- that's big he's, promotion, bro. He's like, I'm not spending my money on that. <laughs> Yeah, you got a third kid on the way, too. Like, uh. <laughs> that happening. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Um, yo, what was that thing you did at the end of the episode last time? Was it Jesus is the... <laughs> Jesus is the only one. Hey, we love you guys. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see you in two weeks. Hey, we love you Peace. guys. Peace out. <laughs>